OS Query is a tool for providing visibility into operating system endpoints. It is a flexible tool developed originally at Facebook. Ganesh Pai is the founder of Uptix, a company that uses OS Query to find threats and malicious activity occurring across nodes. Ganesh joins the show to talk about OS Query usage and his work on Uptix. Ganesh, welcome to the show. Jeff, thank you for having me here. Today we're talking about OS Query. Can you explain OS Query from a high level, just what it does and why it's important? OS Query is an open source agent which was introduced into public domain by Facebook early 2015 or thereabouts approximately. It is an agent which can be used for multiple security and IT visibility related use cases. It was built on the premise that if you use SQL as an abstraction to pull out information from an operating system endpoint, and what gets made available by the agent itself is a bunch of building blocks from the operating system, as in who are the users who are currently logged in, what's the inventory of packages, what kind of software processes are running, what kind of socket connections have been established, each building block, whether it is the behavioral aspect or the configurable configured aspect of an operating system, it's abstracted and presented as a series of tables. And OS Query as an agent makes all of those available for people to query and then draw conclusions. So that's what its intended purpose was. Think of it as a very high fidelity agent uh, to provide telemetry for a wide variety of security and uh, management related use cases. Can you say more about the range and type of data that we can get from OS Query? Yes. The nice thing about OS Query is that it was built day one so that it runs across a wide variety of operating systems. Today, as we speak, it nominally covers various uh, flavors of Mac OS, Windows, and multiple flavors of Linux. And it's somewhat straightforward to port to other Unix variants as well. At a high level, you can think of uh, what is abstracted and presented as a series of uh, tabular telemetry to be falling into two buckets. The first bucket is around configured state of an operating system. For example, if you might want to know what's the major, minor, and revision or the version of operating system, what kind of packages are deployed on a Linux machine. You typically have a series of RPM or a Debian commands that when you invoke on an operating system, these are presented to you when you run these commands at a shell. What OS Query abstracts is it pulls out the static or semi-static pieces of telemetry, converts them into really nice structured telemetry, and presents it to whoever invokes it. So that's the first category of information that it presents. The second category is around the behavioral aspects of the system, which is to say that OS Query integrates using the operating system provided APIs and is able to tap into the behavioral aspects which can be captured using system call activity. As an example, very specifically on Linux, either by using what's called as the Netlink K-Audit interface or in modern versions of Linux using what's called as an eBPF probe, you're able to capture information which is leading indicators to say that did someone log into the system? Did someone establish an outbound connection by doing a DNS lookup? 
did a process get launched? If a process got launched, what was the checksum of the executable which got launched, right? Pieces of information which are effectively behavioral changes to the system because the system is alive and running. This is a second category of event-related behavior that OS query is able to capture. And if you look today in public domain, you can see that there are probably around 200 to maybe 400 different tables, depending on the operating system type and combinations, that's made available for end users to query and extract information from. Does OS Query lower the barrier to entry for making queries, for making interfaces to the infrastructure of an overall system? Yeah, it most certainly does. One of the nice aspects about its interface is that the medium to ask the questions and get the response is all made available using a SQL interface. What that really means is if you look at the implementation, it uses a variation of, not a variation, it's ANSI standard SQL, but based on top of SQLite database, but there's no real database per se. The medium to define table, the medium to ask questions to say that select star from processes, or it really means is that find out all details about all processes which are running, what's the parent ID, the parent process ID, the resident memory size, what's the current CPU usage. All these pieces of information which you might otherwise get when you run a command, they are abstracted and presented nicely using a schema. The benefits of the schema is that anyone who is somewhat comfortable with SQL has the ability to ask questions and learn about what a process or a socket or operating system runtime means without being an actual operating system expert. And once they learn the dialect, they have the ability to ask the same questions of Windows, Linux, or Mac without having to worry what exactly is the actual representation and behavior on a real operating system instance, right? So this abstraction kind of lowers, if you will, the barrier when it comes to pulling telemetry out because you're now talking in a language of data extraction versus using the actual language of the operating system to pull the same information out. Can you say a bit more about the abstractions and the data structures that OS Query presents to the user? Yeah, just to put the things into a little bit of a perspective, if OS Query didn't exist, there were many approaches that developers and operations engineers and security engineers used to pull information out. So as an example on... Uh, Windows, you might use a tooling such as Sysmon, which captures the behavioral aspects of a system and writes it out into a series of lines, which are effectively log file. On Linux machines, those who are experts, they might know how to invoke various commands. And if you're a little bit of an advanced user, you might walk what's called as the proc file system to figure out how exactly is the operating system configured and where are things running right now. Now, OS Query has been built in a way such that the front end to ask questions is SQL. And of course, the SQL can be invoked either over a command line or through HTTP or a TLS-based connection. But in all cases, when the request arrives at the heart of the OS Query engine, it in turn goes through abstraction where 
there is a virtual representation of a table which maps to the information that's being requested for example processes process events which is you know event driven version of processes or sockets or you know the etc host file all of these uh, artifacts that can be presented back to an end user are represented as tables and those tables are coded into the SQLite database and they are really virtual tables, which means that there's no real uh, database out there. And each time a data structure which represents these table is being invoked, there are virtual callback hooks which are plugged into the executable of OS query, which is behind the SQLite implementation as callback. And those callbacks in turn use the native operating system APIs to pull the information out and provide the data in a tabular format, which effectively is represented as a table, which essentially represents the data structure that the engineer, whether an operations engineer or a security engineer, is trying to look at or an analyst is trying to look at to draw some conclusions. Can you go into a few examples of why OS Query is useful? Yes. OS Query by itself is an agent which when you instantiate, it doesn't do much until you configure it a couple different ways. Most notably, it is useful for extracting information, as in telemetry, by asking a series of scheduled questions or configuring its internals so that it can capture the behavioral changes in a system. Now, given the range of what it has to offer, the use cases can go as wide as getting information about asset inventory, all the way into advanced behavioral detection for intuition detection, file integrity monitoring, and a wide variety of use cases. At a high level, as applied to the domain of security, given the breadth, I'll just focus in specifically on security as an example. It is extremely useful for both proactive as well as reactive security. By proactive security, I mean uh, the ability of an organization to ask inventory-related questions about their fleet of machines and resources so that they can proactively, by looking at the information coming back, audit and figure out misconfigurations in, in their entire fleet, which is to say that by asking the right series of questions, one is able to discern if the disks have been encrypted, have the, has the firewall been enabled, right? Answering such questions and then potentially remediation based on the findings of such questions allows an organization to proactively improve their security posture and address basic security hygiene in a meaningful way because the telemetry provided by OS Query facilitates these variety of use cases, right? So from a proactive perspective, one can broadly think of uh, audit and compliance as uh, two key use cases that can be addressed by pulling telemetry out from OS Query and aggregating it and looking at the data to draw conclusions. On the other hand, for reactive scenarios where you're trying to like discern and find out what are the changes happening on a machine and are these changes indicative of anything potentially malicious or if there is something which is going to be a detection based on the telemetry which is noteworthy, OS Query also facilitates that. To facilitate those type of use cases, 
what OS query provides for you is behavioral telemetry of the system. For example, if you're trying to figure out something which is a deviation from a baseline across your fleet of machines to say that if this happens, then there is something potentially malicious, here is how OS query could help you. Say on a set of machines in the cloud that OS query is detecting that there was an outbound socket connection established at 3 a.m. in the morning, and what you have is information saying which process, what IP address, and potentially you know the DNS lookup which was done are pieces of relevant telemetry which are published by OS query. Now, these pieces of telemetry, when you combine it with a reputation database, such as an IP reputation or a domain reputation database to say that, yes, a connection was established at 3 a.m. in the morning, but the IP address happens to be of a well-known command and control center, then you know that there might be something malicious going on because what the operating system told you as an event could now be correlated with a known bad reputation database to like establish that maybe this is a noteworthy signal that someone in the SOC team or someone in the CSER team should be paying attention to this. There are other use cases as well. Example, OS Query has a solid approach to monitor for file system changes especially if you're under compliance regimes such as PCI and others, you can configure OS query to monitor, read, write, and update activity or change activity related to the file system directory and individually at a file level. And if there are a certain set of files, if you want to know if something got written or something got altered, and as soon as you detect a change, you essentially send that up to system as a signal to say that here's a change and someone can draw conclusions from that change. So essentially OS query facilitates reactive detection type scenarios, right? So between proactive telemetry and reactive telemetry, it lays the sound foundation with high fidelity to build your security program and hence measure your security posture, if you will. Can you say more about the storage model for data that gets put into OS Query? Yeah, OS Query is built on the premise that predominantly it behaves as a sensor or agent to pull information and send it out based on configuration which has been provided to it. A popular model is to schedule a series of queries so that you can pull static information which doesn't vary as a function of time and typically write it to a file or write it to one of the many plugins which are available, one of which happens to be a HTTP TLS plugin so that you can send it to a backend where someone can do something with that collected data. So in those scenarios where you're pulling something out as a part of a scheduled query, there it has a local uh, storage based on RocksDB. And the reason that gets used is that OS query can be made to operate in an efficient manner, which means that when you ask a question about a specific table, you can ask it to operate in a snapshot mode, which is to say that, tell me everything that I need to know now, and it'll transmit the information in entirety. And if it is operating in a differential mode, it then has the ability to say that, based on the last time I provided information to you, I'm going to be providing add and delete changes. 
right? So that it's a little bit efficient as opposed to transmitting all the information back, it can send the incremental changes of additions and deletions. In order to facilitate that, it has a local database based on RocksDB, and that is what it uses as a backing store. Now that backing store is also used for the purpose that if your fleet of OS query agents when deployed across machines are not communicating with the backend due to some kind of resource or connectivity issue, there is the ability to store that data so that it can be drained out subsequently when a connection is established. But the local data store is primarily used as a temporary basis for these scenarios that I outlined. The expectation that the actual telemetry so that it can be actioned and used for security or management use cases is really based on the fact that the output of these queries get written to a file or get sent over a TLS connection so that uh, someone can do something useful with that data by loading it into some kind of an analytics platform. So do I typically want to install OS Query on a single machine or am, am I installing it across an entire fleet of my machines? That is actually a terrific question. As a part of evaluation, as an engineer out of sheer curiosity, to be amazed, you might deploy it in a single machine and discover that the fidelity of telemetry and the breadth of telemetry and the potential use cases are immense. But to pragmatically use it, one typically deploys it on a fleet of thousands or based on our own experience across hundreds of thousands of machines. And once you have the ability to like orchestrate this fleet of OS query deployment, which typically is one OS query instance per operating system instance, or in the context of a Kubernetes type deployment, it's based on one daemon set, which typically is one per node, if you will, in a privilege mode. The OS query once activated is both pulling out scheduled queries and it is also pulling out information about the behavioral changes of the system. Once you have this information in aggregate, it facilitates a wide variety of use cases. To put things into perspective, if your charter is to do simple cohort analysis, which is to say that if you have a thousand database servers and one of the servers exhibited a outlier behavior, which could potentially be anomalous in nature, if it at 4 a.m. in the morning, it a domain lookup for a domain which has got a bad, you know, a certain known reputation, and then it established a socket, and then there was data which was exfiltrated, and a file which was downloaded in a location, and then a process was launched, right? Now you've seen based on OS query telemetry that on a single machine, all of these things happened. If you have the ability to like in aggregate look across the telemetry from all of these machines, you then have an approach effectively to do cohort detection to say that as soon as you saw one machine initiate an outbound connection and you have all the telemetry around what that outbound connection looked like, you then have the ability using OS queries, uh, fleet management, or if you build some platform to orchestrate a series of requests and responses with OS query, you have an environment to quickly turn around and ask the remaining 999 machines, did you in this window of time or do you right now 
see the same behavior that I saw on one of the database servers. And if the remaining 999 machines were part of a database cohort group and they're supposed to be behaving identically, and if the response is no, then you likely know that there is something one-off which is happening, right? So the benefit of deploying it across the fleet is that you can get the telemetry trends and try to figure out by looking at the data to say what's wrong, or when you operate them together as a singular unit or as a single detection network, you have the ability to ask questions and facilitate almost real-time cohort analysis for doing some kind of outlier detection, if you will. So you run a company called Uplytics. What does Uplytics do? Uh, it's Uptics, close enough. Uptics, uh, no, no worries at all. Uptics, the name came, it's a very engineering-centric name. For those in your audience who are familiar with the uptime, it is a unit measure, a quick measure of how long a system has been up. We started off with the intent to provide a simple notion of uptime analytics, and hence the name Uptics, if you will. But at Uptics, what we provide is a security analytics platform. And the security analytics platform provides coverage for a variety of assets and resources which are of importance primarily to modern cloud native organizations and directionally aligned with where even large enterprises are heading. Notably to say that we provide coverage across your laptops as in Windows and Mac OS to provide visibility into your production endpoints, which is where hopefully organizationally, whether it's it's the creative work of de- developing software or documenting or you know your sales team and all might be working on. And then the environment where for most organization, where the crown jewels of the organization run, as in the production endpoints, typically ends up being a Linux or in some cases a Windows server either in a data center or 99% of the scenarios that we encounter these days is predominantly in the cloud in either AWS or GCP, right? So, and and the package in this cloud environments is either a virtual machine or a container. So at Uptex, what we do is by leveraging OS Query, and we've built uh, based, inspired by OS Query, other queries called as uh, Cloud Query, Cube Query, and uh, SaaS Query, which are also gathering information from uh, these other sources. But our analytics platform, captures telemetry from these operating system runtimes as well as the cloud environments where where our customers' productivity and production endpoints run. And then we provide a medium to help them do both audit and compliance as well as uh, detection, investigation, and response type use cases. That's what Uptex does. You know, one way for you to think if you're uh, more in line with how the industry analyst thinks of us, we provide a lot of capabilities around what's called as extended detection and response or arguably on the cloud side, the cloud workload protection, if you will. That's the type of solution that we provide for our customers. So what were you setting out to accomplish when you started to build Uptex? Yeah, so at Uptex, we were inspired in the past based on tooling that we saw, which was used for debug and diagnostics. Very specifically, based on prior engagement, there was a system called as the query system, which provided a lot of visibility. In 2016, when the venture was formed, 
we were excited to see if we could take this approach of doing debug and diagnostics and instead bring it into the domain of cybersecurity so that we can empower a wide variety of use cases using a platform-centric approach. So we did a couple of things which is in line with our very tech-centric and engineering background. We set about to build a platform from day one which allows us to capture telemetry at source using a structured manner. And the implications of which is that our pipeline is ETL free, which is to say that we came up with an approach which was extremely cost efficient and didn't incur the traditional overhead of extract, transform and load that one might undergo if they decide to just send logs as opposed to sending structured telemetry. So in our case, when we built the platform, the intent was that with the sound basis of structured telemetry, you can build a platform where if you envision the power of relational algebra and SQL, it would facilitate a wide variety of use cases in the domain of security. And much to our you know, thought around this approach, and more importantly, inspired by the customer engagement. I'm very fortunate to let you know that that approach has been successful. It doesn't really mean that we expect our customers to use SQL day in and day out, but the expectation is that if the insights that we graphically present out of our platform do not suffice to majority of our customers, whether they are security engineers, SOC analysts, security architects, they get the comfort that everything is very well structured. It is very visible. What you see is what you get and what you don't know yet can be extracted by just doing one SQL join, even if uptakes didn't have the forethought upfront to begin with and present that insight. Point is that we have a platform which facilitates really quick time to insights or how our customers measure it as mean time to detection or mean time to response. And if there are things which we haven't thought of yet, because the telemetry is structured and it's all there, the customer or our professional services then is able to like extract these pieces of information out, given how uh, we've engineered the platform. Right. So uh, we're very fortunate that day one, what we set out four plus years ago, we've truly been able to build this data engineering pipeline with the relational algebra and SQL as a basis. And that's paid uh, handsome dividends when it comes to our customer engagements and giving them comfort that it's data-driven analytics. Can you talk a little bit more about the features that you're trying to build with upticks, like detection rule set and file scanning and stuff? Yes. So at upticks, what we've built is a data engineering pipeline. There are three stages in the pipeline. You can think of the stage one as being the collect stage of the pipeline. Here, our approach, which is probably at not necessarily at odds, but very different from what might be the norm out there, is that we believe in a completely structured world, which is to say that telemetry, we try to abstract and convert it into a table and we try to pull it out in a structured manner as soon as we can, all the way from the agent. Now, this allows us to precisely pull information which is needed, as opposed to taking a log file and then trying to impart structure later. If there are two fields out of the file, 
from the source, we have the ability to pull this out, right? So pulling information out using various query-driven tools that we're building in addition to OS query lays the foundation for the first stage of our uh, data engineering pipeline. Now, the second stage of our pipeline is the ability to aggregate many endpoints and start looking at the data so that we can do a little bit of the cohort analysis that I was talking about earlier, which is to say that each OS query endpoint or an integration that we use in the platform is 24-7 live connected to our backend, which is a multi-tenant SaaS service. And for very large enterprise customers, we can also instantiate it on-prem, especially if you have regulatory needs or if you need to run an AWS GovCloud or for a wide variety of other reasons. But the second stage, which is the aggregation stage of the pipeline that we've built, we've modeled it to resemble an extended detection network. What this allows us to do is not only ingest massive amount of telemetry, much like how a content delivery network operates using various hashing techniques to spread the load out and ingest the data, but it builds the sound basis for uh, internal platforms so that we can do streaming analytics on the data which is being sent to, to our platform. And that's where all of this feeds into the analytics stage, which is the analyze stage of the platform, which is the third stage. And this is where very specifically to your question, when the data which is being streamed from OS query or from other integrations that we provide, query driven integrations we provide arrives at the platform, while the data is in flight, we have the ability to do high fidelity correlations using what we call as uh, Lambda analytics. And the idea here is that using a markup language that we've built, it allows us to take these pieces of telemetry which is coming in and transform this telemetry into what we call as a signal. And subsequently, we correlate a set of related signals to say that do these signals provide sufficient value to be deemed as a detection? And a detection is something which is noteworthy, then that can be presented using a standard framework such as MITRE ATTCK and presented to a SOC analyst, right? So what the pipeline does is it facilitates collection of telemetry in a structured manner, pass it through our aggregation to get the scale and to do the cohort analysis, and finally, transform this data to from billions of pieces of telemetry occurring in isolation across different fleets and resources. It transforms it into a smaller subset of signals, and the signals then get subsequently trimmed down into a series of detections. And a detection is something that we present. In a similar way, the analog of this on the proactive side is that we can ask a series of questions for audit and compliance. The data flows through the same platform. We subject it to a similar set of audit detection rules, and then we package them into results and present the findings using CIS, PCI, and other compliance-related uh, approaches, right? But think of uh, what we do for a second if you were to park it and say that this is not, you know, if I were to give you a simple example, there is a lot of precedence for what Uptix does, and it is inspired by what is probably very common in the ad tech industry. 
Today, when you try to go through the act of buying something on a web browser and you add things into a shopping cart and you decide to close the browser tab, someone might present a quick coupon or uh, say here's $10 off to like cl- make you close the transaction today. The reason they are able to do that is that the behavioral events, which can be captured from a web browser, are transmitted in real time to ad tech, ad decision engine at the back end, which is quickly reacting to the behavioral change of the browser and saying, here's what you should be doing next. In a similar way, we use OS query and structured data and push it into our platform and our streaming analytics does the transformation to say that the telemetry that I received, is this a high fidelity signal? And are there related signals which when viewed in aggregate, correlate to something being a noteworthy detection. Hopefully uh, that made sense as I described as to how we take telemetry and transform it into signals and transform the signals into detections. And tell me about some of the hard engineering problems in building out that data pipeline. Yeah, there are multiple parts of the hard engineering problem. I'll start with the collect stage itself. For us, couple of challenges that we encounter, especially when it comes to our customer base is fleet coverage. In the domain of security, you know, usually the machines which are targeted in many cases are old machines for which the operating system is no longer supported by the vendor. You know, the software patches may not be available. One of the nice things about OS Query is that it's open source and, uh, you know, you have the ability to compile it in such a way that it runs even on 15-year-old CentOS or Red Hat distribution for which uh, the operating system vendor themselves might have stopped supporting the compilers and what have you. So some challenges that we solve is ensuring that how do we get this executable so that you can get from 60 to like say 98% fleet coverage when a fintech organization as an example might want to go across their 300,000 plus servers, right? So missing a good 30% plus implies that you're leaving like a big hole when it comes to like coverage. So that's one aspect of what we do and our expertise from a system level allows us to like ensure that we can get it working on older versions. And then the second aspect is that we have to ensure that all of this is performant because when you run this in environments which are specifically cloud-centric environments, which is where the production of an organization is, each time you eat into something, uh, there's a challenge because you're taking up CPU resources which would otherwise be used for production needs. So another part that we've dealt with is how do we capture OS query telemetry at very large scale in the sense it's it's a vertical scaling problem for a given unit machine, but do it in a performant way, but play shift all the analytics and send it to a backend. Now, once you say that per unit endpoint, you've figured out how it what it means to be performant and be efficient and connecting to a backend, the second challenge that we had to figure out was how do we scale the backend? Just scaling connectivity-wise, there are popular techniques, especially given our background and having come from Akamai and in the past having built networks 
which with scale for content delivery and call processing needs. We were, of course, fortunate to pick some of well-established principles like using consistent hashing and other approaches to build a scalable detection network, uh, which we call as an extensible detection network at the back end. But one of the challenges that we had to face was what I mentioned a little bit earlier. When you say that it's a network of endpoints, given the problem of if you see anomalous behavior on one machine or outlier behavior, how do you turn it around and have quick access to the remaining machines, whether it's you know, 9,999 out of a 10,000 system cohort, how do you quickly discern and identify who the rest are and how do you find the question out so that the response coming back allows uh, the organizations the most important aspect of you know, reduced mean time to detection? That's a big engineering challenge uh, that we've solved when it comes to sending all of this out. And then the last part was while there is uh, plenty of examples in other domains, Arguably, we are among the thought leaders when it comes to applying streaming analytics at very large scale. To put things into perspective, when 300,000 servers in production are generating roughly around 200 megabytes plus of data per day, we see that if people decide to store all of this and retain it, it ends up being like around 330 terabytes of data per month. And if they decide to keep retention, it it ends up being uh, a petabyte worth of data that historically has to be looked back and correlated against uh, what's happening right now. Clearly, this all gets into the realm of big data type uh, challenges. Genuinely, big data is what I would argue. But more importantly, the combination of doing things while the data is in stream so that you're looking at it as transforming telemetry into signals and then doing correlations based on history. You know, there is a lot of precedence in terms of Lambda architectures and prior approaches that people have brought to the table, but we've solved some of these problems at scale. I can say we've solved because we've got production proof Today, where we have uh, clusters in production uh, at, that's you know humming along really smoothly for while monitoring well over 200,000 endpoints in production for large enterprises. What else would you like to build into Uptix? At Uptix, we have made a conscious choice that what we provide is going to be relevant to a significant percentage of an organization who is you know, part of our customer base. As opposed to trying to ingest wide variety of telemetry, we've uh, zoomed in and focused on what we think is most relevant to our customers. What that meant is that we started by providing uh, visibility into operating system instances for productivity reasons, as in Mac and a Windows laptop. On the production side, we started providing visibility for both compliance as well as detection reasons in virtual machines, containerized environment. To this, we have now added capabilities so that we can also capture where the containerized environments run, as in are they orchestrated by Kubernetes or by OpenShift? Or if these are running in the context of uh, some kind of a cloud service provider as in AWS and GCP. What this allows us to do on the production side is to get inside out visibility from the virtual machines and the containers coupled with outside in visibility from 
Kubernetes and what the cloud provider metadata is telling it. Very specifically, cloud provider metadata, you can think of it as configuration, cloud trail activity, and flow logs combined with what we're seeing with uh, OS query type agent from inside the virtual machine, right? So that addresses a broad variety of use cases on the cloud side. Now, in a similar vein, when we started off providing visibility into the operating system endpoint, of course, our, our customer base staying true to the feedback that we got along coupled with our ideation is, how are people actually using various cloud services and where exactly is their productivity happening? Uh, not surprisingly, a lot of people are going to be using Office 365 and G Suite, and all these deployments provide sufficient audit data, much like how cloud providers provide data for AWS and GCP. And if you're able to combine that data and provide visibility for an organization to say what's happening on their productivity endpoints as in Mac and Windows, I think that provides a very strong foundation for our customer base to say what's happening across their fleet of machines today, right? So the, the key point that I want to emphasize is that when we provide visibility, we go very deep both into the agent plus as well as the backend, which can actually interpret the telemetry in a structured manner and provide a very high fidelity and at scale security use cases that can be addressed using our platform. That's what we are up to, a limited set of agents for a limited set of operating systems and environment. But the combination of that with the deep visibility we provide is where we are heading organizationally at, at Uptex. And I think that that's a sufficiently large customer base and market for us, but that focuses what's what's got our customers excited. Okay, Ganesh. Well, that sounds like a good place to wrap up. Thanks for coming on the show. It's been a real pleasure talking to you. Thank you for having me, Jeffrey. Bye-bye.